0: Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. This is Hazel Flynn and I'm here with Derek Latchett, International Sales Manager for Environment One Corporation, talking about the uh, solution to a new sewer system that was needed in New Zealand. Welcome Derek.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me.
0: All right. so you're talking to us about what turned out to be a very successful project to install a pressure sewer system in a community called Rukaka South on the North Island of New Zealand. Can you describe the area and the township?
1: So uh, Rukaka South is a uh, coastal community uh, in Whangarei District Council, uh, generally characterized um, as very, very flat, very low-lying, much as you would assume a, a beachy coastal community would be. Lots of um, lots of holiday homes, and uh, as well as some some full-time residents. And the area that continues to grow.
0: What sort of population are we talking about?
1: Um, there's between four and 500 uh, dwellings uh, that, that comprise the, uh, the Ruakaka South area.
0: And is it far from other towns or cities?
1: You know, it's, it's generally, you know, you could almost consider it um, on the outskirts or a, a, a suburb of the, the, the city of Whangarei.
0: Okay, I see. And um, they were serviced by, the, the buildings that are there are mostly serviced by septic tanks, which kind of was okay when it was mostly a holiday home destination, is that correct? But things have changed.
1: Right, so septic tanks were installed when, you know, some of the first houses were built. Uh, over time, uh, you know two things really happened. So the septic tanks age and and due to the age of the septic tank, the materials they were made of, uh, maybe the the ground conditions start to deteriorate the septic tanks. Um, population density also started to grow. So areas that allowed those the the effluent from those septic tanks to drain and naturally treat through the ground and started to be compromised.
0: So something needed to change. Um, and, the, in fact, if, if things had stayed the same, the septic tanks would have really posed a health risk, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, and actually they were starting to pose a, a health risk um, uh, so much that the, the uh, New Zealand Ministry of Health was was involved in part, part of this project. Um, and you know there was a serious risk to public health that, that could uh, have presented itself, could have um, meant that uh, you know no swimming signs were posted on the beach, and you know certainly not something you want to see when you're going on a, a beach holiday.
0: Absolutely not. And so how did Environment One get involved?
1: So um, Fungare District Council and their consulting engineers needed to find a, a solution to uh, this problem. Um, We were uh, one of a variety of of options that were considered to provide a reticulated wastewater system for the area. They looked at, you know, kind of your stock standard gravity sewer systems that we often think about when we think about sewer systems, and other technologies um, like vacuum or septic tank effluent pumping, Um, and pressure sewers were one of those options that were considered. Uh, Fungare district council um, underwent a, a, a tender process and ultimately selected pressure sewers uh, due to their best whole of life cost and, and and selected environment one uh, because of, of the value that the product provided to them
0: so what kind of saving was them was there for them you know with a with a pressure sewer system over say some of the other options they considered is it possible to quantify that as a percentage or um, uh,
1: their um, you know, I, I don't. I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head. Um, it, it is. It is a published uh, figure. It was presented to council, um, but the, the savings were significant, especially when they considered uh, non-price attributes. So the um, the the reliability, the quality, the services provided by the supplier um, were able to discount the prices, and and certainly there was there was meaningful money, significant savings for the ratepayer,
0: and uh, the. The community support was actually a really critical part of this process, wasn't it?
1: That's one of the keys to success that, that Ruakaka has attributed. Mm-hmm. Open, honest, transparent engagement to to all stakeholders and, and primarily the residents themselves because at the end of the day they're going to be the, the people that are day in and day out uh, uh, using this system um, and what's important with, with any wastewater system is, is that the proper things you know go down the toilet, you know, the, the three Ps, you know, pee, poo, and paper are what go down the toilet. And, and making sure that the community is aware that um, the system is going in. And in order to ensure success, we need to just make sure that we're not doing things we, we really shouldn't be doing otherwise. There's nothing that can't go down a or that, that shouldn't go down a pressure sewer system that could go down a gravity system. This is general engagement, but again, making sure that the community was aware of um, the system that was going in, why it's going in, and just what to do and how to live with the system going forward.
0: And in fact, I think some of the um, system is actually on private land, is that correct, some little pieces of um, equipment?
1: Yeah, actually, um, the uh, grinder pump units themselves, which which provide the majority of the work in the pressure sewer systems, are generally located on private property. So again, that was one of the uh, uh, parts to engage the community with too. Um, explain to them why it's beneficial to have it on your property, what sort of um, legal implications that might have, um, and, and ultimately to um, explain and, and, and justify and convince the property owners that this was the right way to do it.
0: Were there any challenges that arose during the installation or during the whole process?
1: You know, uh, there are um, uh, a number of things that can go wrong. and. Um, fortunately with this system, because Whangarei District Council took a very methodical approach, we were able to avoid a lot of the, what I'll call, common, common pitfalls. Um, we, Whangarei um, uh, District Council uh, and and um, Environment One and, and our uh, New Zealand uh, agency uh, worked very closely together uh, to avoid any of the common installation issues, and again, just to provide um, uh, very clear training, and an auditing program, and a commissioning program to make sure that the system was going to be a success from day one. so i'm I'm fairly, fairly uh, happy to say that, that generally the system went in uh, without uh, without any drama.
0: It's been up and running for a while. How's it performed against standard benchmarks?
1: It's been performing really, really well. There's two key performance measures that we generally use for pressure sewer systems. The first is the mean time between service calls, and that's essentially the the average time uh, between a service that a a unit requires. Um, Generally, the systems don't require any preventative maintenance, um, oftentimes thought of much like any other appliance in the home, like a fridge or a dishwasher, doesn't require any periodic maintenance. Our standard benchmark is 10-year mean time between service calls and, and from Environment One's sake we have a, a large global installation base that helps derive that figure. ruakaka currently is experiencing 21 years mean time between service calls. The other key measure is cost per pump per year, which is kind of an, uh, an aggregate measure about the total amount of money that the operator, the council in this case, spends to maintain the system divided by the total number of units in the system and currently that is at about 30, uh, or just shy of 30 Australian dollars, just to, to put things in relative terms. Uh, when we look at what our, our general benchmark is, it's around $60, so we're performing really well. Now, in uh, candidly speaking, as the system continues to age, we expect the mean time between service calls to, to uh, decrease and the cost to increase as, um, as you know, things begin to, to wear and age. Um, but looking at and benchmarking against projects around the world with similar operating characteristics, um, based on the current rate of performance, we can predict that the Ruakaka system will continue to be uh, quite a quite a beacon of success.
0: Absolutely, and I imagine that Ruakaka South is not the only area in New Zealand that needs to move from septic tanks to a sewer system. So, is there more work afoot?
1: Look, there's always um, more work afoot in New Zealand and Australia. Uh, lots of coastal areas are ideal for pressure sewer systems. Again, low-lying area, difficult ground conditions make uh, make an ideal setting for pressure sewer systems. Um, the other key area that we uh, work a lot with is is new land development, whether it's coastal or inland, that might have challenging topographical or geotechnical challenges. So we continue to move forward and continue to increase the market and and, uh, conceptually one of our, our, our key goals is to just raise awareness to councils, water authorities, consulting engineers that there are other options besides the stock standard gravity systems.
0: So always something to keep you on your toes, it sounds like. That's right, that's right. (laughs) Well, thanks for coming and telling us about it, Derek.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: That's been Derek Lackett, International Sales Manager, Environment One Corporation. Thanks for listening.